You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast conversations with Christian entrepreneurs to inspire and empower Christian business owners to walk strongly in their faith while build a thriving business that honors him in every way. Now over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast. This is episode 303, brought to you by Podcasting with Purpose, helping you to stand out, be heard, and become that influential voice in your industry with a podcast. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. My guest today says she chooses to be positive. She chooses to see the good in any situation, and she will find the good. Joining me on today's show is Cindy Walter. Cindy, she is the owner of Synergy Inc., an international speaker, she's a mentor, and she's also an industry leader. Now, after a life of being passionate about working out, running marathons, and being a certified fitness instructor, she decided to commit to the health and wellness industry and holistically coach people to their healthiest self. Being a certified mindset and global wellness coach allows her to support her clients by sharing her knowledge and passion for mindset, fitness, nutrition, and how to achieve a healthy life. Now on today's show, Cindy's going to share she's neither better nor smarter than anyone else, only luckier. She's going to talk about you are the product of the five people that you spend the most time with. So let's do a bit of an audit today, as well as harnessing the power of your subconscious mind and coupling it with daily habits can lead us to any objective. So welcome to the show, Cindy. Thank you so much. I'm honored to be here with you, Anne-Marie. Tell us how you got into uh, the business that you're in. Obviously, you've been very passionate about um, health and wellness, but also we said that you love to run marathons. So how did you get started and all that? Was that something you were quite passionate about from a young age? Um, no. So, well, always passionate about fitness. So the way the way that my story goes is I've been a work-from-home mom for well, my oldest is 24, yes. um, but for 27 years, I've been in the direct selling network marketing industry. And while my kids were little, I would be home with them during the day. And when my husband would get home, I would leave and I'd go out and do parties, home parties in other moms' homes. Mm -hmm. And it, it wasn't like a major income earning thing the first 10 years in my first company, but it allowed me time out of the house and to be around other moms. I did play groups and things, but we had four kids in seven years. So it was, it was a lot. And I needed that, that connection with other, other moms. So then I went to another business for 10 years and that's where I learned about personal development and growth. And I really, my journey really grew there. And after 10 years of, of that company, I got to the point where now my kids were older and I didn't want to be going out in the evenings because now they were all playing sports and they had activities and we had stuff, so much stuff going on that I didn't want to miss. So I decided then to take my passion of health and wellness and make it an online venture. So I did that a little over seven years ago now. So my kids have only ever known me to work from home, which has been amazing. I've been able to be the room mother, party mother. Um, we've gone on all the field trips and little ones and then big ones to like New York City city and Washington DC and so it's just been so amazing and, and now I'm so passionate because I'm able to help other moms do the same thing but the health and wellness journey it's been about seven years and I've always been 
into fitness and working out always. And people would always ask my advice on workouts, on what to eat, how to fuel myself. So I, I, I it just seemed like an absolute perfect fit for me to mm. go into that realm. And I prayed and prayed about it because I really felt like God was closing one door for me and opening another one. And it was really scary because I had built quite a successful business with my last company. And in order for me to do what I'm doing now, I had to walk away, leave a team that I had spent 10 years building and start all over again. So it was frightening, um, but mm -hmm. I just trusted. I, I really felt like this is was my calling, what I was supposed to be doing, that it was where God wanted me. And, and I went with it scared to death, but I did it anyway. And yes. it was the best decision I've ever made. Yeah, I love that. And how often are we uh, faced with a crossroads and, you know, one, one situation will require us to close something down and, and fully trust. Mm -hmm. And when we do take the, the action and take that and trust him, then things always work out. Let's talk about not being uh, better, not being smarter than anyone else only lucky I love the way that you said that because you know so often people will say you're so lucky but all of the work and the prayer and the trust that you put behind that uh, so I'm sure we, when you said lucky you were kind of like doing those air quotes so share a little bit more about that yeah um, you know I, I often say when I'm training and I'm on stage that in my high school if you were to have pulled all the kids I went to school with I was probably the least likely to succeed, not the most likely. Um, I think when we all nominated each other for different things, I got best natured. That's what I got because I was bubbly and positive even back then, mm. um, but never would I have gotten most likely to succeed. And I think it's for many, many reasons. Um, I My upbringing was not... Um, Oh, let's just say I didn't have the the picture perfect childhood. Um, I was an only child. I had I had a lot of things going against me, and so I think the one thing that really helped me was I've always had a positive attitude. I've mm -hmm. always been someone that sees the glass half full, and even though you know maybe I'm not everyone's. Um, cup of tea, I really try very hard to get to know people and to see the good in everyone. Mm -hmm. And so that is something that it's a choice. I chose to do that. I choose to do it on a daily basis. Um, working with people is not always easy. Um, sometimes, you know, I, I work with men too, but I work with a lot of women and sometimes it's not easy. And so I've just made the decision that I will see the good in everyone and I will find the good in every situation and I will learn and grow from even the toughest of, of situations. And so I look at my childhood and where you know, people will always say to me, you know, how, how have you turned out the way you have with everything you've had going against you? And, mm -hmm. and I always say, I learned from that. I'm the person I am today. I'm the mother I am today. I'm the, the friend, the leader. I'm the person I am today because of everything I've gone through. So mm -hmm. I wouldn't change anything. Yeah. So I, I hope that answers your question. I, I think, you know, I, I realized I needed to develop a lot of skills. Mm -hmm. So I worked very hard at it. And I, to this day, I, I still read and um, I'm always really growing and stretching myself and trying to learn and be better. And I don't compare myself to other people. I compare myself to how was I yesterday and yes. how can I be better 
because when I'm growing, I'm better for everyone around me. Mm. I love that uh, whole approach that you you say, you know, even in challenging situations, and let's face it, as part of life and business, there are always circumstances and challenges, challenges that when we're faced with, we think, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. However, it's the approach. It's our attitude. All right, I'm going to look at the good of this. And even if the good is, this is a learning that's going to shape my character, that's going to support me as I continue on. As you were transitioning, just in case someone's listening today and maybe they're at a crossroads with their business, the the thought of shutting down one business that they've been running and have taken time to build and now shifting, what would have been maybe just a couple of insights that you, you can now see in hindsight that were very, very important to do that established that firm foundation as you grew that new business? Were there a number of things that you can see were very important? Oh, that's a really good question. I don't think anyone's ever asked me that before. I, I would have to say, you know, I literally sat down and, and did a pros and cons list. And, you know, what, what, were, what were the cons of leaving my business that I already had established that I was very comfortable in? Mm-hmm. I, I, it, it, I was very comfortable there. But, but what were the pros if I were to, to do this scary thing that I was really nervous to do. And the pros just really outweighed the, the cons. And I mm-hmm. thought, you know, I, I, and I, and I prayed over it and I talked to trusted people about it. And I, I just felt so heavy in my heart. It was time for a change. And I, I just knew it was the right, I, I felt led to do it. And I just trusted it, even though I was scared I, I was fearful of not only starting all over again, but what if it wouldn't work? Mm. And I just, I, I got to the point where I decided that I was going to put the fear aside. And my, I remember my husband saying to me, how long will it take for you to replace your income? Because at that point I was making a fairly good income and mm. really contributing to our, to our family's financial, you know, situation. And so he, when he asked me that, I said, I really have no idea. I'll be starting all over again. I imagine it could take a year, it could take more. I, I really don't know, but I had his faith. He trusted in me, he, mm. his support, and I just felt in my gut it was the right thing to do. So I went for it. And then once I made the decision that I, I really felt this is what God had for me and this was the right decision, I just let all doubt go and I worked. Yes. Worked, worked, worked. Like I put my heart and soul into it and And I knew very quickly that I definitely made the right decision because all the right doors were opening and the people Mm -hmm. were coming and it, the success started to happen because I made that right decision. So I didn't make it lightly. I mean, I spent a month researching which company to go with. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, gosh, the amount of hours I watched, um, videos and trainings and all of this. So I, I, put a ton of time and research into it and, and, and then just made the right decision for myself and for my family. And one of the things I, I did was, um, you know, where will I make a greater impact on people? You know, and I knew by switching gears and helping people with their health, that was going to be huge because when people are healthy, they, they, they're, they're happier, they're more fulfilled, they can do their jobs better at their family life is better. I mean, everything is better. So mm-hmm. I felt like I could make such a bigger impact helping people with their health versus what I was doing. Yes. So that was a big one for me. Where where could I be really helping people in a bigger way and impacting more people? Yes. So the intention that you set 
um, releasing the fear and the doubt and just setting the intention that you are going to give it all. And I think that's such a great reminder for all of us that maybe if some people are um, failing a little bit, or when I say flailing, it, it's that the results aren't quite there yet, that have you committed to it? Or is there still some fear that's impacting? Because you'll bring that with you, um, maybe not showing up, maybe not speaking up, maybe not standing up when that opportunity could present itself. But if you're not there, then you're not... Um, um, going to benefit from that so love those those insights and also tapping into the why you know where am I going to make the most impact I think sometimes we don't spend that much time on identifying that for ourselves because I'm sure even then when you had little mini challenges along the way it was the reason why you were so passionate and that you wanted to impact the lives of those people that kept you going day in day out yeah so so important let's talk about the people that we surround ourselves with we're the product of the five people we spend the most time with why has this been so important for you well it's funny i i have told that to my kids since they were little and i remember they used to roll their eyes at me when i would say it but i wanted them at a very young age to realize that even their friends in, in elementary school it was so important who they surrounded themselves with. And, you know, I, I've seen it in my own life with the friends and in my circle of influence. But then in the business world, it is so very true also. So it's a Jim Rohn quote that I heard many, many years ago, and I teach on it all the time. And I actually got asked um, to speak. I, there's a, a Christian group here that does a lot of great work. And I usually speak to adults. So I'm very comfortable speaking in front of a room of adults. And they asked me to speak to high school students. And these were leaders, high school leader students. And I can't tell you how nervous I was. I mean, I was, I, it brought me back to when I first started speaking because I, I had like the shaky knees and oh my gosh, I was so nervous because it was kids. And I didn't know if I would be able to um, to do an effective job and I really wanted to, to help them and mm -hmm. so I they asked me to speak on this very topic and it was so it was such a God thing because they had all these different topics they wanted their speakers to um, to choose and they asked me you know what 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 is, what are some things that I'm passionate about and I actually said that that what you just said that you are the sum of the five mm -hmm. people you spend the most time with so choose wisely and that's what they had already written down that they wanted me to talk about ah. they they called it your circle of influence so it was called something a little bit differently but it was the same exact thing i had goosebumps yes. and so that was my topic and that's what i talked to these kids about and so w the whole the whole concept there is you're always wanting to surround yourself with people who are smarter than you, that mm. they're more wise than you, that have great, um, great ways to open your eyes to things and maybe help you look at things a little bit differently. So I, I don't like to be the best in my circle. I like to be the least in my circle mm. so that I'm always growing and striving and reaching for new things. And that's what I tell my children and all the people that I mentor that you don't want to be the best in your circle. You want to be able to be among the best so they can bring you up and take you to the next level. And I, I liken that to, you know, we, I'm 51 years old and I'm still doing devotionals and Bible mm -hmm. studies because I haven't learned all there is to learn. I'm always going to be growing. So how do I do that? It's by surrounding myself with people that know more than me, that can tell me what books I should be reading next, what podcasts mm -hmm. I should be listening to. Um, how can I be better? How can I show up better for my family? So mm -hmm. it is so critical that at a very young age, we're teaching kids how important it is because I have seen it go the other way where I've seen people that I know and I love 
get get in with maybe the wrong friends in the wrong group and their life has a dramatically different turn. Yeah. And it, it, it saddens me. So it's super important to make sure that who you surround yourself with really help take you to the next level. Yes. And with the beautiful, um, you know, creation of tools such as Zoom that we're using today and other technologies, we can surround ourselves with people who may not necessarily be located in the same location, even across the other side of the planet. Do you, because obviously you've got your personal life and then also the business life too, have you always surrounded yourself when it was comes to the business part of things with people that like mentors and and other people such as that to really help speak into what you're doing in your business too absolutely so mm. i have hired coaches and i always tell people if if they're new and they can't afford to hire a coach don't worry about it you can still have a coach because before i could afford to hire a coach I listened to them on Audible. I mm. um, I put my earbuds in and I, I listened to podcasts, YouTube videos, all of that through books that you read. So John Maxwell, who I I now have had the chance to meet and, and collaborate a little bit with, I he's been a mentor to me for years before, and he wouldn't know know my know me by, mm. by name right now, but I've I've been in his presence several times now. I've gotten to see him speak live. I've met him. I've had my photo taken with me. He's been a mentor to me for years. When mm. I say years, probably I've been reading his books, I would say for 14 years, wow. and he doesn't even know he's my mentor. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't, if you can't afford to buy a coach, pay for coaching, have a mentor, you can still have a mentor when it comes to all of the stuff that's available to you. And gosh, mm. podcasts are so amazing, like what you're doing oh, here. I mean, they're fantastic, aren't they? You can listen to them on double speed or one and a half speed if, if the person speaks too slow. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And I listen to podcasts when I'm getting ready in the morning, yeah. when I'm in the car, you know, anytime I have that downtime where I'm not at my desk working or I'm not on the phone or meeting with a, with a client, I'm listening to something because it is so important what we put in. Mm. And that's where I really work on making sure it's positive. Yes. Um, I do not watch TV. I do not watch the news. I put positive stuff in always. Mm. And that just helps keep me in a, in, in the right, in the right frame of mind. Yeah, absolutely. There's nothing worse than driving down somewhere on the freeway. And then someone mentioned something on a podcast. You think that was so good. I feel like pulling over and you know getting putting journaling that anyway but I know exactly I'm I'm the same I binge listen and when it's on a one and a half speed you're just you know learning 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 love that so that segues beautifully into harnessing the power of our subconscious mind we're told you know in the bible uh renew your mind every single morning and so you also couple it with daily habits and you say that this can lead us to any objective any outcome so share more about this yeah, mindset, mindset for me is huge. I actually did some um, training and got certified in mindset coaching because mm -hmm. I found that a lot of the people that I worked with needed help maybe with breaking some bad habits and, and replacing them with good, healthy habits. So I teach a lot about 
um, in your calendar, time blocking, and all of the things that are important to you, writing them in your calendar. So um, things like for me, even though working out is my identity, I love it, I do it every day, I still write it in my calendar. I still write in all of the things I need to do to touch faith, touch in my business each day. So for me, I do a lot on social media. Mm -hmm. So every day I'm writing in my calendar all the things I'm supposed to do. I write in my time, my devotional time. I write everything in because for me, if it's not in my calendar, mm -hmm. it's not a priority and it doesn't happen. So that's how I'm able to stay accountable. And so when, when it comes to all things mindset related and, and keeping a, a positive attitude and healthy habits, they can be made. And even if mm -hmm. you are you know, listening to this and maybe your habits aren't where you want them to be. And maybe you're not making time for the things that truly are important. And you're, you're wanting to figure that out. It is never too late to start and, and change some of those habits and make things a priority. You know, easy things like a lot of people don't get enough sleep. And so they're mm -hmm. exhausted and they drag through their days and they're tired at work and they're tired for their families. And so a simple thing like scheduling on your calendar, when you're going to shut off your your blue lights, turn your phone off, turn your TVs off, your computers off, maybe sit down. Maybe that's a great time to pick up a book or journal mm -hmm. or do a Bible study or something like that. You know, finding that quiet time is so important and figuring out really prioritizing what are those non-negotiable things that you need to get done every single day so you feel productive mm -hmm. and you feel good about your day, that you've got all those priorities in and you didn't, you didn't leave something that really was a priority for the end of the day and then you're too tired to do it. So you're moving it to the next day, moving it to the next day. So I, I, I hope that helps. I, yes. I kind of just time block it and really prioritize what, what things I have to get done. And that way I'm also not running stressed out all the time because I can tend to say yes to too many things. Mm -hmm. I never want to disappoint people. So I say yes, yes, yes. And then I can overwhelm myself. So if I really am, am very diligent and intentional about my time and my calendar and making, getting all my priorities in there, then I, it really helps me be less stressed. Yes. As you're sharing that, um, I'm reminded of, and I'm sure you've heard Dr. Carolyn Leaf. She's a neuroscientist, a Christian neuroscientist. And one of the things that she talked about is, I think you need 61 days as you're starting to re, you know, create a new habit, a positive habit, takes six, about 61 days for it to really become embedded into who you are and, and becomes part of your process. And so, so often what happens is we might start something and then we don't continue to re-emphasize it. So we need to go for that for that next you know, 30 days and then another 30 days to really get that embedded. But one of the things that I did in August was the 30 days of action where I wanted to get really intentional in increasing the social media posts that, that we were doing. And it's been, to start off with, it was like, oh my goodness. But the second week, it was like, okay, now I'm gonna streamline this. The third week, it was like, okay, now I know how I'm gonna set this off to for my team. And sometimes we just need to start, don't we? And it's not gonna be that that starting is where it's gonna be always, but we continue to grow, we continue to evolve that and get it to a stage that we are, um, yeah, we're, we're happy with it and we will maintain that. Do you find often that people get stuck with that because they just don't really start with an intention that they're going to see this through? 
Yeah, one of the things um, with my mindset coaching that we really teach people, um, they have this cycle of growth and how when you're getting ready to start something, you're in this phase of inception and you're so excited. It might be, you know, doing your 30 days of, mm. you know, social media. It might be starting a new um, health program, exercising, whatever that is, and how deception is right around the corner and mm. you get started and you're not ready for it. And then, whoa, the brakes get put on and you're like, oh no this exercise thing at 5.30 in the morning is not working for me. And mm. so I really prepare people for deception and let them know that it's coming when mm. I'm coaching them. Because if I prepare people for it, they're able to work through it. So if they're trying to create new habits, I let them know it's not going to be easy. Mm. It, when you're doing something new, it takes it takes a whole cycle, a whole growth cycle till it becomes your identity, until beco mm. it becomes a habit. Like you said, that 60, 61 days, mm. it, it takes a long time. So you have to be able to know that that deception is right around the corner, no matter what it is that you're, you're striving to do, whether it's for your business, for your health, whatever that is, be prepared for it and know right after that you go through transformation and then it becomes your identity. So that consistency and doing it day in and day out, mm. and making it become a habit for you will eventually turn into being your identity. So whatever that is for you, whether it's mastering social media, whether it's mastering your calendar and getting control over your, your schedule and your calendar, it will take a while and you'll have setbacks. But boy, once you do it to the point where you get through that transformation, it becomes your identity. Then, then you know, for me, exercise is non-negotiable. My yeah. health is non-negotiable. They're priorities. My family, my all, all of the things that are very, very important to me, they're non-negotiables in my life now because it's my identity. So mm -hmm. I just encourage people, stick with it long enough till it becomes your identity and then you'll never have to worry about that habit again. That's then you can correct. go on to the next one and the next one. Yeah. I love that that you've said that because often if there is a belief that's not supporting us, then when we continue to get into action and create those new habits, that belief is no longer true. If it's to do with exercise, I'm no good at exercising, I struggle to get up in the morning. Well, if you're doing that consistently, day after day after day, or by the end of, you know, 61 days, or if you're doing a 90 day, you can't tell yourself that anymore because you've just done that consistently for 90 days, you know. And then once you often get into that, you, as you said, it becomes a non-negotiable and you actually start to enjoy it because you've gotten into a flow. That's one of the things that I find for myself, and I think everyone's different. But for me, if, I, if it's streamlined and I don't have to think about it too much, I'm just able to do it. Have you found that too, once you've got that system in place? That's, that's the whole identity piece is it just becomes automatic for you. It, you've done it now consistently. You've gone through all the site, the, the whole cycle of growth. Now it's you're on automatic, like the airplane plane flying. You're on automatic and it just happens for you. So yes, and it's just, it's really you know, understanding that you can change the stories that you tell yourself. And, you know, I've had to do that. I mean, I, I, there's been many, many bad stories that I used to tell myself when I was younger and I, I've had to overcome them and I'm living proof that you can. And I think that's, you know, really part of my, I love to inspire people and encourage people that you can change the story that you've told yourself, even if you've told yourself that same story for 40 years, you can change that and you can change the habits that you have and you can create healthier habits for yourself and, and change your identity so it becomes automatic for you. So you don't have to think about it. And it's just just like this, automatic. Yes, love that. Cindy, how can people get in contact with you? How can they find out more about the awesome work you're doing? 
Oh, that's great. So my website is cindywalter.com. My name is spelled a little differently. It's C-Y-N-D-I, Walter, W-A-L-T-E-R.com. And it has everything on there that I do with my health and wellness business, my mindset coaching. You can um, sign up for a free gift. Um, you can sign up for a free 15-minute consultation. And I'm happy to chat with anyone really about their goals and, and offer any help and assistance I can possibly do for you. Fantastic. May I finish the show with a word of prayer for you, Cindy? Oh, I would love that. Okay, thank you. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for the opportunity to speak with Cindy today. Father, growing a business or even if there is something in our life that we're challenged by is, is just sticking with it, setting the right intention, focusing on the positive, the learnings, and just committing to that can really help us change not only the unhelpful stories and the unhelpful beliefs, but also create new habits that we can continue to, um, to, to continue up with as we're growing our business and, of course, our just in life as well. Father, we just want to thank you for the insights that Cindy has shared today. We also want to thank her for the work, the awesome work that she's supporting her clients with. Will you continue to bless her work? Will you continue to bless the message so that people from far and wide who need her support can find out about how she can help them? Father, we just want to ask this all in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so Thank much you for so coming much. on the show. I know it's late for you. You've had a, a long day and really appreciate you uh, popping by and, and sharing your insights today. Oh, what an honor. Great, great time visiting with you. You ask beautiful questions. Thank you so much for all the work you do. You've been listening to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, brought to you by podcastingwithpurpose.com. Stand out, be heard, influence. Want to influence real change with your own podcast? Access our free podcast training, including no-cost and low-cost tools and podcast production workflow checklist to get you started at www.podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training. That's podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training.